people that's like, why? Show me and why. We lived in Missouri for five years, and Missouri's a show-me state, so it's always kind of like, you know, try it before I do and show me and tell me and all that kind of stuff. So um, this year, when we were planning our, our women's conference, um, I really felt like the Lord is putting on my heart to do, you know, to have that kind of be the kickoff to our women's ministry. And at that point, I didn't know how or what or why, um, but I knew that God was was calling me to do this. And I've talked to some of you ladies and um, kind of told you a little bit about my heart. From when we first came to Lubbock, um, my my heart has always been with the kids, the little kids, the teenagers, and I had just um, been asking the Lord for a heart for women. And I just, I mean, here in the last maybe two or three years when we first started having the conferences, I feel like the Lord just gave me a heart for women. And I've just been praying, Lord, what do I do with it? Now what do I do with it? And I mean, if you're sitting across from me, if we're sitting, you know, at, at a kitchen table somewhere, a coffee shop, boy, I can talk about the Lord for, you know, forever. But, you know, standing up here is a little bit different. And especially just being ready, you know, being ready with the word and doing a study, you know, there's a responsibility. Um, and I take it, I don't take it lightly, um, the responsibility. So I just want to thank you for the privilege that you're giving me just to share with the Lord um, is teaching me. And so the um, the title of this study is Far Above Rubies, and it's going to be the name also of our women's ministry. So Calvary Chapel Lubbock's women's ministry is also Far Above Rubies. So we're starting it off with this first study, Far Above Rubies. And um, I had Talia pass out some some sheets there, and on on the the first sheet, it gives us our theme scripture for this study, and it gives us our memory verse, and it also gives us in the back there's the the schedule of our study. So I wanted to just kind of draw your attention to that real quick, and then we're going to pray. Okay, so if you look at the schedule of this study, it starts. It's ten weeks. We can pretty much do anything for ten weeks, right? Workout plan. A uh, clean eating plan, a Bible study, but I want I want you to look at this um, schedule. And on April third, I have that in bold, and there's a reason for that. That's a Tuesday instead of a Thursday. So I want you guys to mark that. I'm going to be out of town that Thursday. So instead of just not having Bible study that week, we're going to go ahead and just bring it up to a Tuesday instead of a Thursday. Okay, so kind of write that in on your, Talia's going, where is she going? (laughs) I'm going out of town. So um, let's pray. Father, we just thank you, God, for um, for what you give us in your word as women. Lord, we thank you that you love women and that women matter to you, what we what we do and what we say and and um, the things that we go through. Lord, I thank you that you have given women influence and that through your word, we're going to learn that you also tell us that a virtuous woman is far above rubies. And Lord, um, Lord, that's, that's amazing because in a, in a world and in a society where, where women's value has so many different meanings, Lord, you tell us that our value is far above rubies. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would, through this next 10 weeks, that each woman here 
would, would take hold of that. And Lord, that each woman here would believe that and live that. And oh Lord, what an amazing thing will happen when this many women know their worth is because they're, they are who you designed them to be. Lord, we just um, give this next few minutes to you, these next um, few weeks, and we just um, look forward to what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So part of um, having this Bible study also, too, I, I mentioned it this weekend at the conference, is that we want to be really mindful of your time. So um, our from start to finish is, is, is what we're wanting to do. I know that you have a lot of responsibilities and a lot of a lot of things that you um, need to do. So we're going to try and, and be real mindful of your time. Starts at 7, ends at 8, okay? So um, let's go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 31. Okay, so Proverbs 31. Um, as, you're, as, you're, as you're finding that spot in your Bible... How many of you like to go out to eat? Yeah. How many of you like to go to like the places where they have appetizers? Like what kind of appetizers? What kind of appetizers do you like? <laughs> she knows. Huh. Bacon, cheese, fries with ranch. Okay. Appetizers. Fried pickles. Chips and salsa. Yeah. That's always a good, good appetizer. How about, um, cheese sticks? Yeah. Cheese sticks are good. So what tonight is, I'm hoping, is an appetizer for the rest of the nine, well, this is ten weeks, so for the rest of the study, this is just going to be an introduction to our actual study. So um, the theme scripture is, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies, and we find that in Proverbs 31.10. So you can keep that with your little sheet of paper that I gave you. I'd also encourage you to underline it, highlight that in your Bible. Who can find a virtuous woman for her prize is far above, her price is far above rubies. The memory verse is charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. And that's in Proverbs 31, 30. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. So I'm going to go ahead and just read through in the first few verses in Proverbs 31. It says, The words of King Lemuel, the utterance of which his mother taught him, My son, and what son of my womb, and what son of my vows, open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. So it's believed that Lemuel is uh, Solomon, that Solomon, King Solomon wrote the Proverbs, and that Lemuel and Solomon are one and the same. So um, it's kind of like, um, you know, you have a son, and he has a nickname, he has, it's, it's the same person, it's kind of, the, it's, it's kind of uh, confusing sometimes. It's also believed that Bathsheba is the queen mother that is writing this, um, that she is giving words of wisdom to her son. Um, I wanted to just go back just a little bit and talk about why 
why we're talking about, why we're calling this um, study Far Above Rubies, and also why, um, why rubies, why rubies in the Bible. Just talking a little bit about that. No woman, regardless of age, beauty, family, education, experience, or wealth, will ever be able to find true fulfillment in life unless she becomes what God has designed her to be. I'm going to say that again. No woman, regardless of age, beauty, family, education, experience, or wealth, will ever be able to find true fulfillment in life unless she becomes what God designed her to be. That is that the woman that finds her worth is far above rubies is because of who God has designed her to be. And God, it says in his word that God has says that a virtuous woman, her worth is far above rubies. Um, The book of Proverbs is also a topical collection of sayings. The Hebrew word is mashal, M-A-S-C-H-E-L, and it represents something in the place of many words. So a few little sayings that boil down to represent something that's larger. So it's it's Hebrew. It's, um, It's a lot of little sayings that represent something larger. So in our, in our uh, daily Bible study, we have, you know, you have your Old Testament, you have your New Testament, you have a Psalm and a Proverb. So if you're reading the, um, the through the Bible every day, um, you get a proverb with that. And the key word in Proverbs is wisdom or skill in living. The Proverbs is also, it's also, um, been known as the book of wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge applied. So you can come to church, you can come to Bible study, you can do um, read through the Bible. Every year when we do that as a church, you can read through the Bible over and over again. But if you don't apply what you're learning, then it's it, it doesn't mean anything. It's not going to help you. So it's like getting a prescription. If you you know if you had the flu this year. And you went to the doctor, and they checked, and they said, okay, yeah, you've got the flu, and they give you the Tamiflu. If you don't take it, it's not going to help you. If you have um, some sort of infection, and you get antibiotics, and you, you just fill the prescription, but you never take them, it's not going to help you. If um, you buy a treadmill and put it in your house, and you don't use it for what it's intended for, it's not going to help you. Notice I said what's intended for. A lot of people will buy a treadmill, and then they use it to hang their clothes or throw <laughs> Throw their blanket. So it's not going to help you. And it's the same thing with the, with, with wisdom and with Bible study. If we don't apply it, it's not going to help us. Um, it's also like carrying your vitamins around. Maybe you've packed your vitamins. You're like, yeah, I'm going to take them. And you just, they go for a ride back and forth in your lunch pail and you don't take them. It's not going to help. Um, the prescription for our spiritual illnesses are in the Bible. Um, God tells us in his word that um, he teaches us moral instruction, teaches us God's wisdom to all, all aspects of life, how to relate to God, how to relate to your parents. And today that's distorted, isn't it? We have, um, we have a, lot of, um, a, a lot of different ideas on what parents and children and, and how we need to relate to that. Um, the Proverbs also teaches us how to relate to our children. Adult children as well as small children. Right here when, um, when Bathsheba was, was teaching 
uh, in the beginning here, she was teaching her son. She was teaching Solomon. So um, it also tells us how to relate to our neighbors, how to relate to our government. Um, fathers and mothers would teach these sayings to their children. Um, and as I was thinking about this, I thought, you know, God teaches us through the Bible. And, and as fathers and mothers are teaching to their children, as we learn from God through the Bible, um, we need to be teaching our kids like they are future kings and, and, and princesses and queens because we don't know what God has in store for them. We need to teach our children like they are our, our leaders, like they're our next leaders. Um, we can also say we're teaching our children like they're the next um, youth pastors and worship leaders, and we need to be careful to do that. Um, God teaches us to the Bible. God teaches us through the Bible. He teaches us how to get through the things that we need to get through. And again, as I was praying through um, what, you know, once I knew what God was calling me to do, I was like, okay, then what study are we going to do? You know, because again, um, you know, our, our time is important. We all have so many things that we have to do. I talked to, to, you know, women from high school on up every day that just have so many things to do. And this time, when you come on a Thursday night to Bible study, it needs to be for something. I want it, and and I know God wants it, and I know you want it to be for something. You don't want to just come and and just, you know, spend an hour and just sit, and, you know, you're going to, you want to, you want to have God teach you through his word. Um, Proverbs provide practical wisdom and godly wisdom for specific issues and problems. There's always the answer in the Bible. I don't know everything, but I know that God does. And I know that if we look and we dig, we're going to find it. Um, again, one of the, one of the things that the Lord put on my heart as we were, as I was getting ready to do this Bible study was that women have, you know, issues and problems. We do. And even if they're not our own, we tend to take on other people's, don't we? And people come to you with their issues and their problems. And when you have the answers from the word of God, that's all that matters. You know, people don't want to know my opinion. You don't want to know what I have to say. You want to know what God has to say. I was talking to somebody um, this week. He's a, a, an older pastor here in town and has been um, a pastor out of the country and in this country. And he was asking me if I knew, you know, what I know about spiritual warfare and, and things like that. And he was saying that he believes that now more than ever, women have had spiritual attacks on them more than ever. And I asked Pastor Ben what he thought about that. Um, but, you know, I think I think I kind of agree because there's not a day that goes by that somebody doesn't come and say, you know, pray for my my sister, my my cousin, my aunt, my mom, my, you know, my wife. You know, there's all it just seems like the Lord is really or the enemy. I'm sorry. The enemy is really attacking women um, because he knows that he knows the influence that you have and he knows what God says about the influence that you have. And so he's trying to, he's trying to like everything to keep you down. And, and when you, when you once and for all get that your worth doesn't come from what you look like, it doesn't come from what, you know, your friends like or, or, you know, whatever it is, it comes from who God has designed you to be. That's, 
that's huge. That's huge. And then the influence that you'll have um, is just unstoppable. Um, so, provi- so Proverbs provide practical wisdom and godly wisdom for specific issues and problems, yours and those around you. Because I know each one of you have, have an influence, you know, way beyond, way beyond arm's reach. There were three groups of people that communicated these things to the people. There were the priests, the prophets, and the elders, and they gave counsel to the people. Today, we have people that give counsel. We have pastors. We have pastors' wives, um, and they give counsel to the people. Solomon was the third king of Israel, and he was believed to be the main author of Proverbs. He also collected Proverbs other than his own. And it says that in Ecclesiastes 12.9. So you can go ahead and turn there to Ecclesiastes 12.9. Ecclesiastes 12.9. Now remember what Proverbs are. There's little sayings that boil down to something longer. It says, and moreover, Because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yes, he pondered and sought out and set in order many proverbs. So he pondered and sought out and set in order many proverbs. And if Solomon, who was so wise, did that, we also need to do that. Chapter 31 is said to be written by King uh, Lemuel. King Lemuel was believed to be Solomon. The queen mother is believed to be Bathsheba. Um, Solomon means beloved of the Lord. Did you guys know that? I didn't know that. All this time I never knew that. So Solomon means um, beloved of the Lord. This is the word that his mother taught him. Um, Because she was his mother, she taught her son. She gave correction and instruction. And again, it's important as, as mothers that we're teaching our children through the word of God. We teach them a lot of things. It's funny. I remember when my kids were little, you know, I always taught like fitness classes. And at that time I taught it at my church and we didn't have any um, childcare. So my kids used to kind of, they were like in the back of the room. And I never really realized how much my kids watched and listened and knew, you know, but there was one day um, I walked into the room and Talia was probably about 10 or something like that, maybe younger than that, and she had had gotten one of my old, in those days it was cassette tapes that we used to use to do the fitness class, and she was, she had Miranda out there, and she was just like, and I mean, she had the same expression on the face, and the same everything, I was just like, oh my gosh, if she gets that, and is learning that, what else is she learning from me, and it's just like, oh my goodness, so um, it was kind of scary, because... (laughs) Because, you know, you have no idea. So when you're in the word and you're teaching your children through the word, it doesn't have to be, okay, everybody, let's sit down. Let's do a Bible study. You know, get your highlighters out. We're going to do this. It could be just whatever um, whatever you happen to be doing that day can be really uh, a Bible study, especially to small kids. Um, even a uh, fitness class. Thank God I used Christian music because can you imagine what hap- would have happened and. <laughs> If not, so um, so uh, because she was his mother, she taught her son, giving him correction and instruction. Proverbs personifies three types of women. So you might want to write this down. The foolish woman, the immoral woman, 
and the virtuous woman. So we're going to be studying through the virtuous woman um, because I think and I believe that that's what we all want to be. We want to be. We don't want to be foolish. The Bible has a lot to say about the foolish, and I think that probably I know myself. I've been the foolish woman um, so many times, and it it's, it gets you nowhere fast. Um, so the, you don't want to be the foolish woman, the immoral woman. And I think these days too, you know, when you're reading through your Bible, you're thinking, oh, you know, that's a prostitute or whatever. Not necessarily. I think the society has really, um, shaken things. And again, the way the enemy has used, um, women and has attacked women, um, there's just this, this distorted view of, of what an honorable, virtuous woman is. So it's not necessarily a prostitute, but it is, it is a, a immoral woman. And again, I just want to remind you that there is no woman, regardless of her beauty, her family, her education, her experience, or wealth, will ever be able to find true fulfillment in life unless she becomes what God has designed her to be. Don't we all want to find out what that is? What has God designed you to be? And once she does that, she's going to find that her worth is far above rubies. So let's talk about rubies for a little bit. How many of you like jewelry? How many of you have a ruby? And something that is rubies. A ring, a necklace, something. Okay. Um, So rubies, let's talk about that a little bit because the Lord says that in Proverbs, says that um, a woman of virtue, is her value is far above rubies. So let's just talk about some rubies. In many societies, including ours, red is one of the most important colors of the rainbow. I like purple, but red is one of the most important colors. It's the color of blood which means that it's associated with life and death. Now, when I thought, when I read that, I was just like, wow, you know, associated with life and death. If you've ever had a baby or been in a room where a woman is having a baby, there's a lot of blood. So are not women associated with life? And if somebody makes you mad, can't they also be associated? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, But no, the... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, it, It is a color of blood, which means that it's associated with life and death. And God has given us the privilege as women to bring life into the world through and with a lot of blood. Um, rubies command the highest per carat price of any colored stone. I didn't know that the highest per carat price of any colored stone Ruby is one of the most important gems in the colored stone market. So if you're a, a, a gem dealer, rubies are the, are the most important. This is interesting. In both ancient Greece and India, rubies were said to boil water when they were thrown into it. So they were said to, or, or believed to boil water when thrown into it. And I thought about that. I was trying to think, okay, how does this... How does this like pertain to women, you know? And I thought about how quickly <laughs> some of us can get hot just like that, right? It's just like, woo. Um, it's also believed, they were also believed in, in Greece and India 
to melt wax when they touched it. I have rubies in my, in my engagement ring, and it's never melted wax, and I'm sure it's probably touched wax a few times, but I think that that's just really interesting that, you know, because God tells us that the virtuous woman is, is um, her worth is far above rubies, and that even just in the world, these things, you know, they kind of line up, you know, that, that they're associated with life and death, that, the, um, that they were that they were said to boil water and melt wax. Um, in the purest form, this is also very interesting, in the purest form, the mineral corundum is colorless. So it's the purest form, and it's actually worthless. When there is no color in that ruby, and it's just the pure corundum, it is colorless. Once that corundum um, has chromium, and it's just a trace amount of chromium that causes ruby's color to turn red. And again, as I, was, as I was thinking about this and I was praying through it, I was going, you know, the blood of Jesus is what gives us our worth. Before we know Jesus and when we're walking through life and just living life in that um, colorless, if you will, state, there really is not much substance to us, is there? But it's when, when the blood of Jesus cleanses you of your sin and when he enters your heart and gives you that purpose, that's where the worth comes from. And I just thought that was really cool that the Lord, um, that the Lord tells us that we are, our worth is far above rubies and then there, there's all that about the rubies. So that's just a little bit about rubies. Let's go back to, um, Go back to Proverbs. So the Bible has a lot to say about the foolish woman, the immoral woman, and the virtuous woman. So the virtuous woman, this woman doesn't necessarily have to even say a word. You can see it in the way she lives. And we'll study that in Proverbs 31. You can actually see the way she lives. There's just a few things that we can see that I kind of jotted down, but we'll go more in depth as we go on through the study. Um, the virtuous woman's life speaks of moral strength. It speaks of excellence. And it speaks of physical and mental character. I'll say that again. The virtuous woman's life whether through her how she li- how she lives or what she says, um, it speaks of moral strength, speaks of excellence, and speaks of physical and mental character. Again, we'll study that more in depth as we go on through Proverbs thirty-one. A lot of women in the Bible are portrayed that way. They're portrayed to have that moral strength. When you think back and you look at some of the women in the Bible, when you look at Sarah, when you look at um, um, when the Bible talks about uh, Timothy and Titus and their grandmothers and their mothers, always talks about the moral strength and their character. Um, Whether rich or poor, these women had influence with their husbands. They had input with kings and with their sons. And because these women were women of worth, they were listened to. And I thought it was interesting last night when Santos was talking, he was talking about influence and he was talking about um, 
some of the mistakes that he made because of the influences in his life. And he was talking about how the people around you influence you, either for good or bad. And I just thought it was interesting that uh, he talked about that when, you know, we were getting ready to do this study. And again, because these women in the Bible were women of worth, they were listened to. And whether you like it or not, you do have influence. You have influence in where you work. You have influence with your children. Um, you do have influence with your husband, whether, you know, whether he knows it or not. <laughs> you do. <laughs> um, whether he's a believer or not, you have influence. Um, you have influence with your boss. We have influence in, if you're in, you know, in, in politics, anything like that, we have influence in, in those areas. And the interesting thing is, too, again, you know, talking about what Santos was talking about last night, is he asked, where are you getting, what is influencing you? And we need to be really careful as women. Where are we getting our influence? Is it on social media? Is it in the world? Or as Christian women, are we going to the the word are we going to the lord for for the answers to to give to those people that we have influence over it's really important um that we are that we stop and we ask ourselves where is my influence coming from who are you hanging out with who are you listening to you know is is it just one person that maybe is kind of um influencing you in a wrong direction or maybe there's a woman that you know that has influenced you for the Lord? Do you have a woman like that? Do you have maybe a mother or a grandmother in your life that has influenced you for the things of the Lord? I'm really fortunate. I have a grandmother and a mother that has shown me what it is to be a godly woman. Um, my grandma used to, you know, read, she everywhere in her house she had a Bible. And it was really cool. Everybody knew whether you were a Christian or not when you went into grandma's house you know, you didn't say bad words. You didn't say, you know, things like that. Tia Viola would, and Grandma would get so mad. But um, anyways, uh, she had a little corner in her, in her house that was her quiet time corner. And, and, it's, and it was just, it's really neat now just looking back at the influence that my grandma had on me and, and on our whole family, but also my mom. And it doesn't mean necessarily that grandma or mom had been, you know, most, we're, we're going to find in the next, um, the next study is we talk about how, um, how wives are to uh, relate to their husbands. And grandma and mom have not necessarily done things that they've done because their husbands were always doing what they were supposed to do. But they did, my grandma and my mom have served the Lord because they love the Lord. And that's what, that's, that's what we're called to do. It's not because everybody else around us is doing the right thing, but because God has called us to do the right thing. So if there is not somebody in your life like that, I would encourage you to find somebody. Um, there's, there's a lot of really good authors out there. I heard somebody say that they really had learned a lot from um, Ruth Graham. You know, she has lots of books out there that you can just, you can really learn from. Um, Kay Smith is another one that you can really learn from. I believe that there's women in this room that have that character and that substance that if you just ask, they would be more than willing to take you under their wing and just, you know, tell you. Not that they have all the answers, but they know where to go for all the answers. Proverbs 31, 
30. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. What is the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is reverence, is to reverence the Lord, to worship the Lord, to obey God, and to submit to him. So to to fear the Lord is to reverence the Lord or to respect him, to worship, to obey, and to submit. And again, we're going to go through that a little bit more in depth and in detail through the study. Bible says that a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised, praised for her spiritual beauty, for her moral character, not for the things of the world, but for the things of the Lord. The word of God says a lot about the wise woman. The wise woman lines up her life with the word of God and her life, she lives life to please him alone, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and filled with love. Again, in in the society that we live in, um, there's a lot, we have a lot of things coming at us as women, telling us, you know, what you deserve and what you don't deserve and things like that. And if it doesn't line up with the word of God as women that love the Lord and fear the Lord, we need to not have anything to do with that. We need to just, you know, and a lot of times it's not even outside influence. It's our own brain, right? It's the stuff that we, that we tell ourselves that we think, you know, that, that kind of thing, but we're not going to know how to line our life up with what pleases God if we're not in his word, if we're not listening to God. And coming to a women's Bible study on a Thursday night is great. I'm glad you're here. This is awesome. And this, to me, just shows that God told me to do this because of y'all are here. And I was right. I heard God right. So, But at the same time, the real, the real ministry happens when you have your Bible and you're alone with the Lord and you say, God, what do you have? What is it? What am I supposed to do? Whatever the situation is, whatever, how do I line my life up with what you want me to do right now? And little secret, a lot of times it's the hard thing, not the easy thing. You know, I, a lot of times we look for easy. I remember praying, you know, Lord, I just want to be like you. Lord, show me, but don't make it hurt, God. But it always, <laughs> but it seems like it's the times when it, it's hard and it's the times when it hurts is when when you grow and when you learn. Um, So the wise woman lines up her life with the word of God. That means you're in the word of God every single day. And it, you know, you don't have to spend hours. How many of us have hours? You know, it's nice. And maybe one day you will, but you don't have to spend hours, you know, a few minutes, 10, 15, you know, if you have an hour, that's great. If you don't, you know, God will multiply that. And I often pray, Lord, you know what I, you know my responsibilities, you know what I need to do. Lord, help me to multiply these minutes that I have. And so um, the life that pleases him alone, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and filled with love. So many women are so broken and so hurt and it's hard to love because you've got, you've, you've been hurt. And the way we're filled with love is when you ask the Lord to fill you with love and to heal you, heal you of those hurts. The woman, uh, women have been given influence, God given influence. Remember that God has given you influence. He's given you a voice. He has. And 
the woman of God, she knows that her answers come from the word of God. That's important. Your answers need to come from the word of God. There's people that are looking at you and to you because your life is different and they want to know, you know, they want to know how do you, how, why, you know, why are you going to Bible study on a Thursday night? You know, there's a lot of women that don't. Why? You know, you've got to have your, have your answers from the word of God and the, the woman of influence, the virtuous woman, she, she gets her answers from the word of God. And she has resources for everything in her life from the word of God. Let's look at James chapter 1. James chapter 1, we're going to look at verses 5 through 9. This is a really good one to underline if you haven't already underlined this in your Bible. James chapter 1, verses 5 through 9 says, If anyone of you lacks wisdom... Let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So James says, if any one of you lacks wisdom, let him ask. I think we all want to be wise in the decisions that we make, in the influence that we have, in the way that we live our life. And the way that we do that is by going to the word of God, asking God for that wisdom. Proverbs 24.3 also talks about that, and you can underline that in your Bible. Let's go ahead and go there. Proverbs 24.3. Through wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is, it is established. I think it's interesting that... Um, Again, in social media and how many of us are on that all the time. You know, you see pictures of people's houses and you see, you know, on Pinterest how the, how the you know, the, the pantry is just all organized and the laundry room is all organized and the, you know, the bedroom looks like a magazine. You know, our homes are built, it says in the word of God, by wisdom, not by Pinterest, not by Facebook. So if your pantry doesn't look like Pinterest, that's okay, as long as you're getting your wisdom from the Lord. So the wise woman lines up her life with the word of God, and she lives life to please him alone. A little bit more about what we are going to study over the next, the next, uh, after today, nine weeks. Um, we're going to study how her woman, her husband trusts her. And it says in Proverbs 31.11 that her husband safely trusts her. We'll go into depth about that, but um, she's not the woman that's running up credit card bills or staying out till 3 o'clock in the morning or he's afraid that you're, um, you know, not taking care of the kids, you know, things like that. It says that her husband safely trust her that's in proverbs 31 11 and again that is not dependent on what her husband is doing she's doing this because god has called her to do it not because he's you know the the model husband but because god is calling her to do it that's in proverbs 31 11 and we'll study that next week um if you're not married um you know people that are and that you can you can minister to again you have influence to you have influence uh, with people that are married that you can 
that you can talk to about what it says in Proverbs 31.11. The wise woman willingly works with her hands, and that's in Proverbs 31.13. She's not lazy. She willingly works with her hands. She um, takes care of what she needs to take care of. Proverbs 31.13. She clothes her family in scarlet, and in these days, we don't have to... um, we don't have to make our own fabric. It was neat when we were in Israel. We went to Nazareth, and they um, showed us how to how to spin the wool so that we could, so that so that they could you know make the the fabric and stuff. And they also talked about how they made the scarlet. And I wish I would have remembered the details, but it is not easy. It was a um, was it something in the ocean? What was it that they got? Do you remember? Some kind of ink? Yeah, some kind of yeah. So it says that she clothes. Her family in scarlet. So nowadays that would, um, it, it would just, again, equal um, not taking the easy way <laughs> because it wasn't easy then. So um, Proverbs 31, 21, she clothes her family in scarlet. Um, she also, the wise woman, instructs her children in the word, in the word of God, and that's Proverbs 31, 1. Um, she reaches out to the needy, so other people matter. She's not just filled with her own needs and her own wants and desires. She reaches out to the needy, and that's in Proverbs 31.20. She feeds on the word of God. That's Proverbs 31.14. The wise woman feeds on the word of God. And again, I, be- I believe that the attack of the enemy gets women so busy doing so many other things, doing all the good stuff. You can do, um, you know, the working with the hands. You can do the reaching out to the needy. You can do the teaching your children, but it's the, it's the part of she feeds on the word of God that oftentimes goes by the wayside. Because for some reason, we feel like, um, like either, either it's not necessary or we're being... Um, selfish. I, I don't know what it is. I, I I don't know, but it just seems like there's there's just a, um, a um, just a battle for your time in the Word of God. And again, it doesn't it doesn't take a whole lot of time. But the wise woman feeds on the Word of God, um, warns against evil women. That's in Proverbs thirty one three. The wise woman warns against evil women. The wise woman warns against intoxicating drink, and that's in Proverbs 31, 24 through 29. And again, the Bible has a lot to say about drinking alcohol, and um, we'll go into depth with that. And I think, again, especially now, um, there are so many women that are caught up in that. And um, again, we'll go into depth in, in depth with that. Proverbs 31, 24 and tw- through 29 talks about warning against intoxicating drink. And a woman, a wise woman um, of virtue, she is a woman who fears the Lord. And that's in Proverbs 31.30. So we just are just about out of time. But right before we go, I want to just go ahead one more time and just go back to our theme scripture who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? And again, that's Proverbs 31.10. So as we go on through, I really would like for everybody to, to just memorize these two verses, our, th- our theme verse and our memory verse. 
Um, our memory verse is, Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. And that's Proverbs 31, 30. Remember, God has given us as women influence. And no matter what, no, there is not a single woman. You can look at... Um, you can look again at the, the women that have beauty, that have education, that have experience, and you might be that person. And unless that woman, um, unless that woman finds true fulfillment in her worth because of who God has designed her to be, she will never be fulfilled. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, God, for your word and for the truths in your word. Lord, we thank you that you tell us as women that we have worth. Lord, we thank you that you've given us influence as women. Lord, I pray that for each one here that there was something that you gave them that they can hold on to and take with them and um, that they can bring that up. Lord, I pray that each woman here would go home and read through um, Proverbs 31. And Lord, not that Not that they have to do anything, but that you've already done it and that they would find their moral strength and character in you. Jesus, we love you. Amen.